Welcome to the Halderman Podcast. I'm your host, Robert McNamara, and today we'll be talking about how Harvest is progressing so far this year. I'm joined by Pat Karst, our vice president with the Halderman Companies based out of Wabash, Indiana. Thanks, Pat, for joining us again on the podcast. I believe the pace of Harvest has been busier in my area than it has been in your area, but how's Harvest going along up there? It's been kind of a... Uh pits and starts getting stuff harvested because it'll we'll cut beans for a day or two and then we'll be out of the field for three or four days because of a rain so i'm going to guess that we're probably in northeast indiana we're probably somewhere around 70 or 75 percent cut and then if but if you go to northwest indiana um and west central over north of lafayette i think that uh, a lot of that's done and that's already put to bed yeah in our area we've been pretty dry got 90 plus percent of the first crop soybeans cut uh the corn's just been drying down slow so not as much progress on that side but i mean the soybeans in our area i've had several farms that have yielded right at the record that the farm ever has or some of them have been five to eight bushels above that okay yeah, most of the guys, are, most guys, yeah, we're seeing good yields too. Beans are really good. Uh, Josh Wagenbach uh, reported, you know, eight, uh, eighty plus bushel whole farm yield over at uh, over north of Lafayette, and we're probably going to be ten to twelve percent on my own farm, ten to twelve percent above my EPH. We won't set a record, but uh, it'll still be above average. Yeah, and that's great. I mean, you guys got planted laid up there, pretty wet. Yeah, pretty wet spring, so everything else just worked out good. Yeah, yep. We talked our corn's talk our corn's the, really wet too, right? Is yours is yours wet as well? Yeah, it's wet. I mean, the stuff that's got fungicide on it, good plant health. It's just now getting uh, you know twenty seven, twenty eight percent. So I I read a study that Corteva put out with Pioneer, one of our partners pioneer seeds and they said that we're actually behind growing degree units on the 30-year average for this year wow so do you think that had anything to do with the yeah do you think that had anything to do with the canadian smoke i think the canadian smoke and we had a lot of cool nights here in ohio and you know it's good for the plant health the plant likes that but we're not getting the maturity like that window for maturity is just it it didn't get fully filled out yeah so lots of grain dryers going i got a stack of propane bills here for drying <laughs> corn and, and i think we're just getting started so have you have you figured up your cost per acre for drying the corn not yet but i'm sure it's going to be better than hauled into the elevator wet yeah yeah, one of my neighbors was telling me he's getting about 60 bucks an acre in drying cost. Wow. Yeah, and that's that's a big chunk. That's something that, you know, the last two years, the growing degree days have been way ahead of what we've been this year. And maybe we didn't have the we didn't have the yields the last two years of what this crop's gonna be, but it's gonna be offset some by wet corn and slow harvest. Mm-hmm but I think I'd still rather take the bushels. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's the time of year, whether the corn's wet or not, it's the time of year we got to start going to get it. 
Right. Because it's, it's not going to stand forever and, and we're not going to get a lot of good drying conditions between uh, now and the end of the year. No, I think you're exactly right. Um, one thing I've noticed on uh, some of my farms is looking at the tiled farms versus the non-tiled farms. And I'm seeing on corn this year anywhere from 25 to 35 bushels an acre and similar soils and similar area just based on having that tile. And it makes sense because we had some big rains in May that maybe the crop would have sat there and held water for a while if it wasn't tiled. But that's really been one of the big differences I've seen this year is just when those conditions or weather conditions show themselves, it helps to have that tile in there. Yes. Well, I think maybe the guys with tile probably got planted a couple of days earlier than the ones without as well. Yeah, and that makes a big difference, you know, talking about soybeans and some of these soybean yields. I think that's one of the things that we're really focused on the last five to ten years is that that earlier planting date on those soybeans really, really makes up, makes up a big chunk of the yield. Yeah. Yep. So now that we're getting a harvest rocking and rolling, everyone's kind of thinking about, okay, what are we doing for next year? And I had some earlier, some fertilizer prices that were some of the earlier ones that I got. And uh, for fall fertilizer, the potash was down 40% from this time last year. And then phosphate was down around 20% from last year. So I'm wow. wondering with some of these big yields that we're pulling off, and with the decrease in prices, if maybe there won't be won't be more fertilizer spread this fall than what was last year. What's your dealer's supply situation? Do they have enough? Yeah, so far it's been good on potash. Phosphate, there's been rumors that they they're gonna have, you know, a shortage or you better get it when you can. And same thing with some of the ag lime actually. But we haven't run into it from this standpoint yet, but who knows if you get to mid-December and decide based on talking to your tax account that you need to prepay some fertilizer and get it spread. I don't know what that situation is going to be, but right now we've been fine locally. Yeah, they're just stories about them, you know, not being able to get fertilizer up in Mississippi because of the of the low river levels. Yeah, and, you know, I the rain patterns across the U.S. have gotten a little bit better than the, the, what they were. I mean, in your area, you guys have had rain all year. You're used to being muddy and wet, but there's certainly some areas that have been dry and every little bit of rain's got soaked in. So not much of that's going directly to the river to help out the barges. Yeah. Yeah, we've, we've got a lot of rain, and when our pops are wet, but our ditches are still bone dry. Yeah. Yeah, it's just one of those things. I mean, I, it seemed like last year with high fertilizer prices, a lot of guys pulled back and maybe just put replacement on or waited until the spring. Some of them waited until then to book stuff. But I think with these good yields and good prices and fertilizer prices being down, you might want to be in early and, and talk to your yeah. you know, co-op or whoever your supplier is. 
because yep. there might be a whole bunch of demand that slugs in in the next month and a half. Yep, I'm sure there will be a lot of fertilizer go down. Are yeah. you seeing a lot of tillage in your area, fall tillage? We've had some. Uh, we actually got so dry that it was kind of hard on the equipment. The ground was so hard that a lot of guys had pulled off. We got some rain at the end of last week, and we're supposed to get some more Sunday, Monday here. So I think that that'll give us enough moisture where it's not, not as hard on everything. Yeah, we're, we're probably I, – I know there's guys doing some fall tillage. And like I said, the subsoil's dry, but the topsoil's pretty sticky. Right. Yeah, and then looking at grain prices next year, you know, they're not as good as they were a year ago. Looking forward to 2024, but with the lower fertilizer costs and some of these big yields, I think there's still going to be profitability there. Yeah. yeah there's I, been, I think we'll be all right. Yeah, there's been discussion about the fall crop insurance price versus the spring crop insurance price. I was reading an article about that this morning. And I think some of these real good yields are going to kind of make up the gap. So there won't be quite as many payments, but I still do think there's some areas that are going to get some crop insurance payments based on revenue with being a dollar lower on corn mm -hmm. About a dollar, well, not quite a dollar lower on beans. So we'll see where they average out. There's not many days left. No. What is the last date on that, Robert? It uh, should be the end of October, so 31st okay. next okay. Tuesday. So it'll be interesting to see where those line up. I know some, some crop insurance salesmen, try to promote saving some premium by doing the harvest price exclusion so that the harvest price isn't taken into, into account in your, in your formula for your revenue protection program. But I think this is going to be a year where it'll be a benefit to have that in there. Yeah, I agree. Well, thanks a lot, Pat, for talking today. And sure. Working always through, enjoy, uh, always enjoy chatting with you. Yeah. And it's always interesting. This is a fun time of year. You put all the work in, planting the crop and tending to it, and now you get to see the results. Yeah. Agreed. It's my favorite time of the year. <laughs> Great. Well, thanks, Pat, for joining me today. And if you'd like to learn more about the Holderburn companies or if you're interested in talking to a professional farm manager, please check out Holderman.com. <laughs>